0: Infendo.com is the place to go if you want to get everything that we are doing. Head to our Patreon, go to our Discord. Even Steve's Discord lives there. Go to Infendo.com today.
1: If Mario
2: and Luigi were to do a podcast, it might sound something like this. Infendo Radio is on now.
0: Hello, hello, hello! It's Wednesday, so you know what time it is. It's Infendo Radio time! Um, It's the 27th of May, so it's our very final episode of the month. I hope everybody had a good May, stayed home, stayed inside, was safe, all that fun jazz. Um, Lucas, how are you doing tonight?
3: Well, I am doing just fine, because I have been chosen by the Infendo god that is Eugene to go first on the show, and that is an honor.
0: (laughs) I will fight and die for you now i am i am your loyal your loyal scribe okay well good because i was actually gonna assign you as the rook in my chess game so get freaking ready I'll um steven ready. how are you doing tonight um mm, i don't know if you're so much a rook tonight but more of like the bishop um how are you
1: doing this i was gonna evening? say be, be careful what you say because i've already got beef with you Hearing that in (laughs) 64 da da da, da, da-da-da-da-da-da, and not hearing, it's-a-me, Mario, really throws you off. And you did it twice.
3: So to answer your question, hyper. (laughs) Steven is doing hyper tonight. (laughs)
2: It's
0: going to be a night. Uh, Justin, how are you doing this evening?
2: Hello, it's-a-me, Mario. Thank you so much for playing my game. Thank there you, you go, Steve. That was wonderful. So to I, answer
3: your question, hyper. Justin is doing <laughs> hyper tonight.
0: Um, yeah, we're
3: I, here. I, I, we're
2: I all, had to have uh, a little bit of extra coffee, so.
0: Oh, Lord, we're all in for one. Um, it is time for the show, but before we get too far, we want to thank everybody who brought the show to you tonight. And actually, everybody who will, you know, as a result, be donating to our um, COVID um, relief fund that we're going to be donating our patreon funds to this month so uh steve why don't you read off the list
1: okay um i'm also glad you told me it was the last show of the month because i only had our producers pulled at first so thank you um we would like to thank all of our producers for continuing to support us um and i'm gonna start where i feel like it apollo lemon mustard giant cow mark Nowak, jonathan lewis daniel gaskin shinedown michael larson schnazzy one Sky Pharaoh, Metal Mike, Colton Malik, and then our producers, Minus 64, Phantom, and Slacker Monkey, and our executive producers, EP Knothead, Andrew Searson, and The Bryanosaurus. Thank you guys all for continuing to support us.
0: Okay, thank you, thank you. All right, we're gonna take a little break right now, and then we will be back on the other side with Change the System.
3: Have a name that's incredibly hard to pronounce? For $1 a month over at patreon.com slash infendoradio, you can laugh at us while we try to pronounce it and fail. It's true. All
0: right, it's time for... It's time for Change the System. Um, Let's talk about, I guess, a little bit of news if we have any, which I don't think we really do, but mostly, I guess, the games that we've been playing. So I guess I'll start us off because I guess I have kind of a... a dual news slash um, games that I've been playing. So kind of maybe on the sketchier side there was just a um, emulator released for the Android um, recently that can play 3DS games so naturally I downloaded it and I installed uh, you Ooh. know it and i found a rom that i may have legally or uh, illegally obtained one way or the other but in any case i played ocarina of time on my freaking phone Ooh. and it was cool i, I enjoyed it a lot you it know, was you know interesting because the um the, the phone actually has the gyro controls from the 3ds so like i was actually able to like move my phone around to <laughs> like Aim my arrows and stuff like that. Obviously there's no like 3D support, but for what it was for what was there, I thought it was pretty cool.
2: You know what has me excited is the Oculus Quest is based on Android. So if they can get it running on an Android phone, might be able to play some 3DS games in the Oculus with full motion controls and that has me excited. There you go. So cool. I'll have to keep an eye out for that being side questable.
3: So, how expensive... Yeah, it, it's the... It- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, how expensive is your phone? Like, how high-end is your phone? And how did the game run on the phone? Like, do you have, like, a, a phone that's, like, a couple hundred dollars? Or do you have, like, an $800, $900, like... Well, it's not an iPhone, obviously, but, like, a Google phone or something that would be expensive.
0: Yeah, it good question so i don't have like you know the most expensive phone ever i have like a last gen actually two gens ago at this point phone i have a pixel 3 so i think that one came out in like 2018 or whatever okay. but um it runs the the emulator okay like i'm not gonna say it's perfect because it you can still see some hiccups but for what I wanted to do with it, you know, just to kind of see if it would work and then, you know, maybe occasionally pull out my phone to play Ocarina of Time when I'm bored in line, whenever things start reopening again type of thing. It, it <laughs> works, you know, like, I, I, I'm i not gonna lie. I'm not gonna, it's not gonna be like my main way to play Ocarina of Time or any 3DS game for that matter, but just for the novelty of it, you know, getting a 3DS game to work on my phone, it was cool. Gotcha. Yeah, it would probably run
3: horribly on mine because I've got an old LG K20 that I got when, God, when did Pokemon Go come out? Like 2016?
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. It's
3: time
2: for an upgrade, boy. Yeah.
3: It... No, I stick <laughs> sure. until it breaks. <laughs> and this one has very much started to break. So you know, little bits and pieces here. Sure. <laughs> but eventually we'll get a new
2: one. You know, little bits of bits and pieces of glass in your face. It looks like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but uh, other than that, honestly, I haven't been playing a whole lot other than, you know, stuff I've talked about a million times, so I'm still on a huge Breath of the Wild kick, like, huge. I just can't put that, that game down, and you know, despite what some hosts might say, I think this is a freaking great game. I I can't put it down. (laughs) This is why I remember uh, saying that this is like, you know, the best Zelda game I've ever played. I'm getting those type of vibes again, picking it up, like what, two years after the fact and finishing up master mode. Like I definitely see its faults. I can definitely understand that, you know, there's no dungeons and there's not a whole lot of story there, but like God damn it! If I'm not having like the best and time, like I don't want to play anything else right now.
3: We don't have to rehash this conversation for the thousandth time on the show, sure. but I will just say, I sure. wish I could. I wish I could feel that way because I've seen you guys fall in love sure. with it, and like, you know, it feels like I'm missing out. But different strokes for different folks. Every yeah.
2: time I, every sure. time I start playing that game again for whatever reason, I end up getting hooked again, which is that's me with maybe Skyrim. I need... <laughs> I haven't played Skyrim in so long. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, yeah, guys,
0: that's pretty much the long of the the short of all the games that I've been playing. I mean, I could talk about Pokemon Go and the event that happened this weekend, but nobody wants to talk about all the shinies that I caught. The only thing I will say, though, is... mm, Niantic, thank you for just like continuing to update the game and making the events like, you know, really credible to play from your house. Solid dev work. I Mm -hmm. am really enjoying it. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: I've hatched more eggs in the past week just around my house than I did when I was leaving every day. (laughs) Totally, right? So, but yeah, that's enough for
0: me. Who wants to talk about the games they've been playing?
1: I'll go next because I just have something very quick to talk about. Um, I haven't had a lot of time to play much this week, but I did, you better believe it, sit down last night and play the opening level of Minecraft Dungeons. And I think I'm gonna like this game. Like, it's, it's Minecraft, but it's not. It definitely feels like something different. I don't have any um, other dungeon crawlers to compare it to Um, because I've never actually played Diablo, and I don't know, the closest thing I've even played that's even remotely close to Diablo would be Skylanders. Or have I played something else, Lucas?
3: No, I was reacting to the music, not
1: to you. Please ignore me. I'm Um, never
3: reacting to anything that's going on that actually matters on the show, just music.
1: So yeah, but I think I'm going to enjoy it. And the game's only 20 bucks. So even if I only get 15, 20 hours out of it, I feel like that's going to be good. It's something that I'm going to enjoy. The thing that I do want to say on the show that surprised me the most, um, I was listening to last week's show and somebody asked to have crossplay and I and we decided probably not because that's something they would have advertised. Mm-hmm. They didn't advertise it, but guys, it's got crossplay. The first you thing go. you do is sign in with your Minecraft account that you use for regular Minecraft and it shows all of your friends on your Xbox Live friend list. And it also so it's weird because you look up your friend list it's got all your Xbox Live friends which I've got like five and then it's got your entire Switch friend list that's also there so yeah nice
3: and you've been liking it so far
1: yeah uh, played the opening level took me about 20 minutes 30 if you count me you know messing through the menus because I'm retarded but uh, you know I'm enjoying it so we'll see what this weekend brings when I have a chance to get more into it
3: cool well, I would welcome Justin to go next as I try to remember what it is I've been playing, so.
2: Alright, well, I've been playing the same two games I've been playing for the past month, but I've finally finished the uh, epilogue for Red Dead Redemption 2, so I'd like to get, like, super spoilery about it, and then I can probably. Finally! Done that game. <laughs> um. <laughs> is so so anybody out there who hasn't played Red Dead Redemption 2 and you don't want anything spoiled you're for you you're way
3: too late it. it's been like 2 years move on with your life
2: check check out for the next uh, couple of minutes and and you know basically when I'm done talking you can join back in so anyway um all right let me tackle a few of the things that disappointed me um Uh, Like I said, I started out not liking Arthur as a character. It was so hard for me to get through the first act or two, just because I think a a lot of it was that he didn't like anybody in the gang, it seemed. And he was doing a lot of bad things that I felt were not redeemable. But came around and, uh, you know, it... You know, I ended up loving him as a character, possibly more than than John Marsden, but alright, so here's the part that I want to talk about. So the end of the main game, you switch from one from one from Arthur Morgan to John Marsden, and you take over, basically leading from the end of the end of um, You know, the the Morgan story to the beginning of Red Dead Redemption 1, which, as I've said before, takes place after. When that happens, you open up the whole section of land that was previously closed off to you because it was, you know, you were wanted in that area. Um, And it's most of the world from Red Dead Redemption 1, which I was really excited about because we have this epilogue where I'm playing as this character that I loved so much in in an area that I'm familiar with and I can't wait to go explore this area and meet characters and all that and see what it was like, you know, back then. Come to find out there are absolutely no missions anywhere in that area. It's just there for the sake of being there and there's not a whole lot there. So, that has disappointed me um, now that I've actually rolled credits on the game uh other than just like finding a few secrets there's not a whole lot for me to and you know collecting a few bounties there's not a whole lot for me to do because I've done most of the stranger missions that have multiple parts but as a whole the end game um, in Red
0: Dead Redemption 2 is definitely not as good as the end game in the first Red Dead Redemption I feel
2: See, I don't remember there being much at the end of the first one. I remember you you start playing as his son, and again, spoilers. You start playing as his son, and you have one mission, and then that's it. The game is over, and there's nothing else in, to do. In both games... See, I think part... Not to, not to tell
3: you how to play a game, I hate that, but I think you played it wrong. Because in both games, <laughs> you inherit the missions... That you didn't complete as one character as the other character so like when i played it i kind of i went through the main story and i did a few missions then i had a lot to do as john marston because i was meeting all these characters as him and they were like oh you know that other guy he was like oh yeah we were close you know that those kind of like dialogues and stuff so i i think the game tends to yeah, favor people think... who play more like me than who play like you in that case because there's more to do in the post game because the post game is just the main game you know
2: Yeah, see, for me, the closer I got to the end of the main story, the more I wanted to drag it out. The more time I wanted to spend with Arthur Morgan and with his story and to meet everybody I could and do everything I could. Of course, again, spoiler alert, um, I did the side mission where you meet the old man with with the artificial leg and finish all those so you end up inheriting his horse and i spent a lot of time getting the horse up to the full you know the full like bonding and then got to the last mission and the horse dies and i'm like Pick up. <laughs> but um all all things considered red dead redemption 2 was definitely worth worth getting an xbox one for worth putting all the hours into that i have i'm probably still gonna play it because there's stuff in it left to do there's places to explore you can find um the graves to all of the characters who died over the course of the of the game which is kind of cool um you apparently you can go find like where one of the characters moves to in the canada section if you can find your way up there and so I just want to explore around it, but I think next time I jump into a long story-based game, it's going to be Red Dead Redemption 1, because I'm I'm totally ready to just, you know, start that story. Um, other than that... That game needs to um, come out on Switch. It does. Like, it needs to come out yesterday, because I was just thinking, God, I would be sitting here playing it during work... Nobody heard that, right? Okay. Um, I would be sitting here playing <laughs> it during work if, if I had the option to. Um, and the other game I rolled credits on was Animal Crossing New Horizons. And, you know, we all know what happens then.
0: Sure. Yeah. Just keep freaking playing on that game. Yep. I have, actually, I, 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 like I, Lucas, we talked about this a little pre-show.
2: Um, Animal Crossing New Horizons oh, is now my most Game on the Switch, so more than Red, or more than Red, oh, red more wow. than Breath of the Wild.
0: I have definitely put a lot of time into Animal Crossing, but for what one reason or another, I put it down a couple of weeks ago and haven't picked it back up again. So it's kind of where I'm at. I, th-
3: I think a couple of weeks ago was really the cutoff point for a lot of people, where it's either like, yes, this game is for me, or I've experienced this game and I'll play the holidays, like you know. I've
1: I've moved on.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> womp womp. Well, <laughs> sure. were you all done? I'm, <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm assuming Justin is done, um, so I'm just going to jump in. Um, I've been playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, uh, I've been playing this game online um, with a couple of friends. But unfortunately, I'm having some issues keeping up with them, so that's kind of falling off. But I've been playing a lot of the uh, story mode, and I forgot how much I really, really enjoyed the story mode. If you like, um, you know, like, if you like, like, heist movies or crime movies or, like, you know, dramas, like, this is a really good fill-in for that. But the thing I forgot about this game is how long it is, man. Like, I will sit down at, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. And I'll be like, I'm gonna play and kind of finish this game up today, you know? That's gonna be my thing. I'm gonna sit down and get through the rest of this game. It's, like, 3 a.m., and I'm realizing, oh my god, I have so much more to do! And I've been playing for, like, 20 or 30 hours now! How is this possible? It's, um... I mean, it's it's Rockstar, you know? They, they know how to do a good narrative-driven game, whether that's Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption, so... I'm having a good time. I'm looking forward to finishing it up. Obviously, I'm going to go with the the true ending where you don't kill off either of your partners because I love the crew, even Trevor, and I want them to all to survive. But yeah, good game. Um, Outside of that, I mean, I've still been playing Pirate Warriors 4. I think I talked about that kind of ad nauseum on the last show. At least I
1: hope I did. Oh, well, you um, talked about it last show. I wouldn't say ad nauseum, but
3: okay. But I kind of said what needed to be said. There's not much more to say. It's a really good Warriors game, really good One Piece game. Yeah, not much, not much else to that. Um, I will say one bit of, I guess, news that kind of excited me is a little while ago. Um, they announced that they're bringing Jump Force over to the Switch, which is a very infamous arena fighter. It brings about a lot of the different, you know, anime characters from the Shonen Jump universe. Um, a lot of people don't like it because it's not a very good competitive game. But as a sit down and play and just kind of, you know, whittle away some hours killing time and fighting, you know, your favorite characters against each other, I think it's a blast.
0: did you ever play Jump Superstars on the No, uh, it was DS? one of those
3: games I always wanted, but I was a little too young back then. I didn't really buy my own games, so it was very selective, you know. And I just kind of got what I really wanted. It,
0: it was know? an import too, so it was hard to get into because it only obviously released yeah. in Japan. But if you um, if you can find yourself a copy. Honestly, it'd be worth buying one and booting it up on your 3DS because that is a good. It's almost like Smash Bros. Honestly, yeah. on the 3DS. Yeah. But just with Shonen Jump characters. Yeah, I
3: think I kind of remember that from when I uh, I might have emulated it for a little while. But, yeah, it was really good. It's fun. Yeah, but I'm, I'm really looking... There you it. go.
0: There's a good use for the... the 3DS emulator that that
3: going full circle here on Infendo Radio. That's what mm-hmm. we do. <laughs> uh, but, no, I'm looking forward to Jump Force because I really like it. I, I think it's a lot of fun. But I don't play fighters to be competitive. Mm-hmm. I play fighters because I like the characters and stuff, you know? So, um, yeah. And, mm-hmm. really, I mean, that's about it. I'm working on a team for Pokemon. Um, so you know, Steve and I do Hyper Voice, right? And the last episode just dropped this Tuesday because of the holidays, so the next episode should be coming out a week from Monday. We're actually going to be sitting down, and I'm going to be testing out my new team against Steve, and we're going to be kind of doing a a voice-only play-by-play of the entire battle and kind of analyzing what moves we used and stuff, so if that's your thing, and you want to hear, like, a radio performance of our Pokemon battle, that's going to be Hyper Voice 13, so I guess I'll plug our other podcast on this podcast and just, you know ruin my relationship with eugene you right do. here yeah but um but yeah that's the thing and really other than that like i i haven't been playing very much like i i don't know I've, I've been putting more work into my game and that always means i'm putting less time into my games right so it's kind of the balance that i make i guess but there's
1: not enough time i've decided see we need we need like a three day there needs to be eight days a week we need a three day weekend five work days it'll be fine
3: See, and it's not even like... Like, I have plenty of time, but I find that I can't be both productive and lazy at the same time. Like, one always ends up beating out the other, and right now it's productivity. So for the next month, hopefully I'll be productive, and I won't be playing any games, and I'll make a terrible podcast host. Then I'll get lazy again, and I'll be playing everything, and I'll have a ton to talk about. But
0: that's just how it goes, you know? So Well, I mean, that's how it goes, right? I mean, you can't have... There's only so many hours yeah. in a day. <laughs> and all of them are being spent playing GTA Unless, 5. So. I mean, do you
1: really need to sleep? <laughs> well, uh, apparently Lucas Yeah, apparently I don't sleep, Steve. Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> Come on,
0: like he... <clears throat> So, well, um uh, I think that brought us to the end of the question yeah. block, yeah.
1: Well, we yeah.
0: Cool. Well, all right. Well, in that case, then I think we'll take a short break here and we'll come back on the other side and play a minigame and answer your questions from the question box.
1: Sounds good. For $5 a month, we can give you something better than the Lost Woods. We've got what we call the Hidden Feed. That gets you our all-access pass to everything we do behind the scenes and otherwise. Head over to patreon.com slash radio and pledge your $5 today.
0: Alright, we're back. It is time for a mini game. I'm not hosting it today, though, so I'm gonna toss it over to the fella who is. So, Lucas, that's me!
3: Yes, we are playing a mini game today, and in the interest of making the mini games, slightly less mini, um, but still very much a game. I'm going to be doing three games in tonight's episode of Bad Game Descriptions because, frankly, I think the mini games have gotten just a little too short. I think it's good that the show is a little shorter than it used to be, but we could stand to beef these things up a bit, make it a little competitive, right? So, I have chosen three excellent games for you with not really bad game descriptions, but odd game descriptions, and you gentlemen are going to have to tell me how much each game is worth. Now, fortunately, since we're doing three rounds, each of you can go first once. So there's really no fair, you know, no unfair play here. Everybody has a shot and whoever wins gets the honor of being known as the the Almighty Overlord of Bad Video Games in Okinawa. So that's what's up for stake. Everybody ready to give it a go? See. Um, yeah, I'm ready to Wee. freaking yeah. do this. Let's go. All right, that sounded like three yeses from what I heard. One was Spanish, one was French, and one was <laughs> good old Murrican. Um, this first game is pretty long. Not what I was ago.
2: going for, but it works, I guess. <laughs>
3: Bear with me. Take over all of Japan and dominate the business world like a tycoon. The core objective <laughs> in this game is pretty straightforward. Travel across Japan and earn more money than anyone else. You earn money by landing on property squares with investment opportunities, like a sushi restaurant in Ginza, or an animation goods store in Akihabara. After you invest, you'll have to wait until March rolls around for those investments to pay off. In the meantime, be on the lookout for errant monsters that may shower you with riches or throw a wrench in your plans. You can also earn extra money by landing on item squares, which can either help you reach your own goals or simply ruin your rival's plans. If you finish the game with the most money, you win. Brains, bravado, and lucky breaks. Dice and random events will help decide your fate, but you also need to invest wisely, take calculated risks, and rely on the whims of unpredictable monsters if you want to become Japan's next billionaire. There's a lot of other stuff here that's way too much to read. We're gonna skip down to the bottom because I don't want this to take an hour and a half. Multiple modes means maximum mayhem. Tournament mode is a single-player version that lasts for 30 in-game years, while skirmish mode is a quick multiplayer experience that lasts a mere 36 months. Whether long-term or short-term, it's sure to get the adrenaline pumping. Show your friends who's boss. Play with your buddies locally. There are hidden playable maps like the Monster Island. And finally, family-friendly game that can teach kids the importance of investments. Gentlemen, how much does this simply capital game run for on the Nintendo eShop when it's not on sale?
1: Lucas, wasn't I see what wasn't, you did there. wasn't this that game that you and I were supposed to stream that we both bought that we never actually streamed?
3: No, that was the one with Kim Jong Un. No, this is oh, actually okay. a game. I will tell you though, <laughs> this is a game I was so interested in that I never thought was going to come to the states. That about a year ago, I bought it with yen
0: on the Japanese.
3: E-shop.
1: Oh.
0: I I know what game this is, so I think I might be cheating. Um, so I guess let me go last. I
2: guess Eugene goes last. Okay. Who I'll would like first. to go first.
0: I, I
3: thought I knew what game this was. All right, that's a guess. That's definitely a guess. Yes, nine ninety-nine.
2: with a capital S. Um, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the game that I think it was, which I'm pretty sure is wrong now. But I'm gonna go with three ninety-nine.
0: all right, and Eugene Allen. So I know what this game is because I was looking to buy it for some reason the other night as I was scrolling through the eShop. So I know that this game is called Billion Road and it is running $39.99. Eugene gets the first round! Wow.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you guys were way off. This is a a full price game.
0: Well, I, I was looking at this game because it looks so Fortune much like,
3: Street.
0: um... Fortune exactly. Street, yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah, love exactly. those
3: kind of games. I am an absolute maniac for, like, board game, you know, money-making, RPG, anything like that. So anything on a board game is immediately better for me. So, yeah, congratulations, Eugene. You have a single point. Now we are going on to game number two. Ding! Gentlemen, you all have a chance, but Justin will have the first chance this time. The world you know is gone. In the shadow of a massive earthquake, you must brave a destroyed city where your
1: choices will determine who survives.
3: Gentlemen, how much does this game run for?
1: Now, see, I actually know this game because it happened in Utah two months ago. That can't be it. That's not the end of the description. (laughs) Wow. All right, Justin, have fun with that.
2: Uh... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Right. What 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 Eugene said? Um, I don't know. I'm gonna go big this time. Thirty-nine
3: ninety-nine. Thirty-nine
0: ninety-nine. Eugene, what is your guess? Uh,
3: I'm
0: gonna go with three ninety-nine. Three ninety-nine. They couldn't hire
3: a copywriter. <laughs> Very
1: split down the middle. Stephen, what is your guess? <laughs> I was actually gonna go with ninety-three cents. With a description okay. that long, it's got to be a, a pricey.
3: So we've got 93 cents, we've got 3.99 and 39.99. <laughs> Gentlemen, Disaster Report 4, Summer Memories actually retails oh, for no.
0: $59.99.
3: Like I 99.
0: knew it. No. Oh. Holy so dumb. dumb. Congratulations, Justin.
2: Really? <laughs> yep.
3: Which wow. brings us my, that... my
2: gamble wow. my gamble worked. <laughs> Huh.
3: Brings us to our third and final game. Um, Steve, if you win this, it's a tie and nothing exciting happens. Eugene and Justin, if either of you win this, one of you wins. So, good luck everybody. All of Princess Maker's daughters gathered in one place. Fighting and life simulation game by using the dice. The elements of the series remain intact. The ability status is up through various events, training and part-time jobs in the field. Rival, study, part-time job, and love. The tumultuous eight years will begin on the board. Only the dice knows the destiny. Uzu and Cube, the navigator to help your daughter. Throw a dice and go on an this adventure the, with the, the friend waiting for. who will mm-hmm. decide your daughter's fate. The desperate competition to take a step closer to the prince. There are more than 100 various events waiting on the road. There will also be a confrontation that can't be backed down for a happy future. Support to play with up to four players. Who will become a princess? Eugene, will you become a princess by getting the correct price on this game?
0: (laughs) Oh boy. Am I first? Um, I'm going to go with. God. Um, This is for all the marbles or dice. 10 dollars nine ninety nine. That's my chance. That's
3: my 9.99. All right, Steven, what is your guess? I was going to say 13.99. 13.99. All right, and Justin, knowing That's what the other like two jerk. have got, what are you going to bet on this game?
2: I was going to go Bob. with 19.99.
3: 19.99. Well, gentlemen, I am excited to announce that Princess Maker Go Go Princess Actually retails for fourteen ninety nine, meaning Steve won the round. Steve!
0: And uh, we have nice. what I
3: like to call a Superman versus Flash situation. Everyone's a loser. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Superman versus uh. Batman.
3: <laughs> that too.
0: Superhero <laughs> A
3: versus superhero B. Well, wow! That's it, guys. So we that's...
0: attempted to um, extend the uh, the mini game to make it more exciting and give us a winner. Instead, we gave ourselves I... three winners, and I will give gets a participation medal. I
3: will give each of you a special prize, Mario Party style. Eugene gets the knowledge award for actually knowing one of the games and guessing it mm-hmm. spot on steve gets closest to the pin if you don't count the fact that eugene got one of them immediately correct and justin got the most win <laughs> in distance to the other two for guessing almost full price on a full price game that eugene bet four dollars on and this really is a mario a party award so congratulations wow. you each get a star that you can cash in at the bank for up to 60 gold
0: coins <laughs> oh boy uh, all right well that was fun um, I think it's time to roll into the question block, however, mm-hmm. so I think we will roll into that. I'm going to read E.P. Knothead's question, and then I'll have one of you read our next question from Colt. So E.P. Knothead asks, if you had to pick one book world, i.e. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, turn into and turn into an RPG, what would you pick and what would... Uh, What would it take to be good? Mm, 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 mm,
3: mm, 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 mm. Me, 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 me. Um, So I'm actually not a huge Harry Potter guy. Like, I've watched the movies and I like them, but I would kill... For like a, a Skyrim right. type Harry Potter game. Like, I wanna join Gryffindor as my own character and have like my friends like online, maybe in like the other classes, and we're like quidditching against each other, and we're fighting dementors in the basement, and you know, I said I wasn't a big Harry
2: Potter fan, so I don't know if any of what I said made sense. But <laughs> Actually, um most but of no, it like did. like it would like, be nice to play a Harry Potter game where you're not playing as Harry as Potter. As Harry
3: Potter, right? Like one of the things I like so much right. about Knights of the Old Republic too is you get to be your own. Jedi and I found with a lot of like these you know like Lord of the Rings would be fun but Lord of the Rings would feel very much like playing you know again like a Skyrim or something right or a Legend of Zelda it would just be you know elves and dwarves instead of Hylians and Zoras but like Harry Potter is so unique to itself there's so little like magic elements that really take themselves that seriously I would love to play a really Mm -hmm. well done like open world Harry Potter game
2: with character creator, has to have I, a character I, I creator. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, now that no. now that we're um, including, you know, Skyrim-style action RPGs in the RPG category, that it, opens it, it up a little bit more. It says for me.
3: RPG. Darn
2: right. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna think about this for a little minute. So I'm gonna cheat. Somebody else go next. I'm gonna well, cheat. What? Well, you're I, thinking going to be I Minecraft. My,
0: oh, go ahead, Steve. Okay. I, um, no, no, no. I know what Steve's answer is going to be. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold it's on. Gonna it's going to be Star Wars Minecraft.
2: because of
1: the book. Yep.
0: Because there's a book. That's, there's some no, no, kind no. of Star so, Wars book.
1: Okay. So I don't actually read very often, but one of the few books I have actually read is the Star Wars movie novelizations. So they they had the movie, they turned it into a book. And the book, in my mind, actually has the better story than the movies, at least in what I've read so far. which is I believe trilogy. it, because
3: the movies are actually pretty cheesy, you know? Like, the books could probably mm-hmm. do a lot to kind of flesh <laughs> stuff out and, and make they it a little do, more and serious. And they do. If you
1: haven't read them, they're phenomenal. Um, that being said, like I say, the only other books I've read other than that, like series that I can think of, are Harry Potter, which we've already talked about. You know, I've read Twilight, I've read Hunger Games. uh, Ooh, it's Twilight RPG. Yeah, and I don't want that. Oh, no. Yeah, so no Twilight, that's out. I don't want Hunger Games, that would make a terrible RPG. So I really do have to go for Star Wars. I want a turn-based RPG in Star Wars in the vein of Bravely Default. So in Bravely Default, you've got the brave points where you can store up future turns, that kind of stuff. Um, You could use, like, change the brave points to force points, that kind of thing, so you can store up turns or, you know, maybe move faster through the power of the force, that kind of thing. But that's what I'm thinking, kind of a turn-based style RPG where there's some sort of a a thing that you can do through the force with the turn-based mechanics
3: you have to allow for um a moral system in a Star Wars game though you have to so you we have let, to so we have, let have to to it it's fine y- y- yeah yeah you have to let the players choose between Jedi and Sith you know and have their decision I like like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna hijack all these conversations yeah. to uh <laughs> like like let the players decisions be more, like organic right uh-huh. so you don't know if you're doing a bad thing or not like you you know you yeah might
2: be- like that's one of the problems with a lot of morality systems is it's very black or white please don't kill right,
3: me right. you know that kind of but but like you know like literally like having to choose whether to save a person or let like a town burn down or stuff you know those kind of decisions
1: like that could be really fun right so yeah and like I say yeah. sorry I have to cheat but I don't read a lot of books so you know
0: <laughs> so I'm going to go next. Um, I have two answers, perhaps, for this one. One that I'm stealing from you, Steve, because you said that Hunger Games would probably make a bad video game. I am of the opposite of an opinion after you said that okay. now. Ooh. Seen, I'm thinking of a game like this. I'm thinking of a game okay. very much like PUBG, because that's PUBG, basically... PUBG, yes! Really oh, PUBG. Ex- yeah, ex- except for... Except for that's you have really to... like It's not just all... A, Well, but I'm getting there. It's not all about like, you know, (laughs) just being the last person alive. Because if you've watched the Hunger Games movies, it's about like survival, right? So like perhaps you have to, you know, find food and, you know, build like a camp or whatever type of thing. Um, and then, you know, you can level up your character or whatever, you know, like, so then you can have your RPG elements, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, every game is an RPG these days, right? Like, Pokemon mm-hmm. Go is technically considered an RPG because of the way you yeah. can, like, level your character up type oh, yeah. of thing, I guess, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I don't know. But that's what I want. So I maybe like some it. Hunger Grant Games action akin to PUBG. But my real answer that when i first read this question and maybe it's not you know that big of a revelation but we haven't had any game of thrones video games like at all because mm-hmm. as justin has pointed out in the, in a couple of shows mm-hmm. there's a very there's a lack of licensed games in the industry right now so like you know game of thrones was the most popular thing on the planet for a while and we really never saw a video game off of it aside from like some crappy mobile games so give me something um, game of Thrones. I'm not sh- exactly sure how you would do it, but probably like Lucas. I think Bio, the best place uh, yeah, for that would be see. like in a Skyrim type yeah. of game.
1: Yeah. What What about a dungeon crawler style game? For that, maybe.
0: Uh, yeah. But there's a lot. Maybe, of, but like there's a lot of Rings is all about story. Floor. Yeah, it's all about... Sto- so the way I'm seeing this is, like, you can go to the Citadel, and you can, like, go read all of the books in the Citadel if you really want to type of thing, you know? Okay, like, th- okay. that's the type of game that I want. Yeah. So, uh, Justin, you ever figure out what your um, game book world would be?
2: Yes, um, since everybody else took my favorite franchises, um, <laughs> and, you know, we can't we can't repeat what somebody else said on this show, Um, I remembered that I'm still going to play to type, because there's a book series called Kingdom Keepers. Now, I've only read the first one, but the premise of it is there's this dream world, like dream state that people go in, and it's been years since I read it, so forgive me if I'm messing it up, but basically... When they fall asleep, they enter the Disney parks after dark where all of the magic is real. Hmm. And so I'm picturing a Kingdom Keepers Skyrim style RPG where you are one of the Kingdom Keepers and you are in the Disney parks, but it's night and everything that's, you know... A special effect is now real and the villains are real and the rides are coming to life and all that and you have to, you know. Isn't that game spells? called
0: Kingdom Hearts?
2: <laughs> hmm. um, not quite. Almost. Yeah, not quite. It's it's um, closer to Epic Mickey. This 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 one ha- actually has a sensical plot. <laughs> um that's about right. <laughs> um actually that, that I don't know a whole lot about Kingdom Hearts, but... Well, um, when you've
1: got a title like 358 Days Over 2 as an official title,
2: it's nonsensical, <laughs> I promise. Yeah, so, well, that and it's square. It's right. but um, So, yeah, I'm going to, since I couldn't go with Star Wars and I couldn't go with Harry Potter, I'm going to play to type and go with Disney and say I would definitely, and I'd, and I would definitely play a Kingdom Keepers game, especially since I'm too lazy to read yes. books. Much like Steve, mm-hmm. it's true. <laughs> Fair.
1: <laughs> well, Steve, why don't you read us uh, Colt's question? Okay. So, do you want question one, question C, or question B? Question C. Question C. All right. What video game character is your guy crush?
3: Oh, I hate that one. Question B. Question B. <laughs> <laughs> Um, question
1: B: <laughs> What is one video game you zigzagging
3: like, right out of that one? <laughs> what is one video
1: game you would like to be you would like to see become a live action TV show like The Witcher?
3: Oh, okay.
2: Let's think this Metroid.
3: Metroid. one through, gentlemen. To, wow. Right, to be no fair, I don't think they could. could you, I don't think they to could be handle fair, Samus. The right. Witcher
2: is a series of books first. So that's not really turning a video game into a series, that's turning a series of books into a series. Eugene says Metroid. No hesitation whatsoever.
3: I'm a a fight you on this one, Eugene, because I would love that. I love the Metroid manga, but again, I think too many people have their own interpretation of who Samus is, because she's the silent protagonist. Mm -hmm. So like, in in Other M, for example, they thought she was this whiny annoying character, whereas, you know, I've I've said this a hundred times on the show, from like my background, I was like, oh cool, they're delving into to, like the ptsd from the ridley attack and you know like sure. do you make her do you make her like an empathetic like you know becoming a hero character or do you make her this silent badass that everybody wants her to
2: be like you know
3: but I, I, would, mean, I would love it. She
2: Metroid kinda took the really Anakin cool. Skywalker path. You know, she went from yeah. whiny and annoying yeah. to silent badass. <laughs>
3: and maybe you could maybe you could show that, you know, and it would be like in my opinion, really cool to like delve into all the like, you know, her being raised by the Chozo and like what happened to her family and Ridley mm-hmm. and Mother Brain. Like that would be fun. Okay, I'm with Eugene, Metroid. I don't I don't <laughs> have another Oh, you know what would be you know you know what would be a cool one, but you can't do it like the movie that's coming out, Monster Hunter. Um, So I have an idea for like a Monster Hunter show Very Game of Thrones Like you get the guys who like wrote and directed Game of Thrones right so you have this big Theatrical like High budget kind of fantasy world and it's, it's not about, like, guys who get sucked into the game or anything. It's about, like, these humans who are living in settlements where they are the bottom of the food chain, right? And these monsters are, you know, this constant threat. So they have to go out and there's, like, a select sure. group of people that are hunters and it's their job to go out and, and keep the town safe and gather supplies. And they basically, like, you know, keep keep life life for the other people that live in the town. And it could just be this this season-by-season season story of, you know, you pick a few hunters, maybe from a few different towns, maybe they meet up, maybe they don't, and their lives. And some of them die, and some of them live, and it's just this constant battle. And then maybe toward the end, you could get into, like, you know, some overarching narrative where they're trying to achieve some goal, and, you know, in the I end, there's, like, one winner or something, like Game of Thrones. But, you know, yeah, I would I would love, like, a Game of Thrones-style monster hunter TV show I think that would be phenomenally cool with all like with all the monsters that you could base it around too all the special effects you could use to make these like you know amazing giant beasts that they're fighting oh I would love it right
0: it's basically an open canvas too, because like you know, the Monster Hunter. It's not like it had a whole lot of story to begin with, right? So like you can kind of do with it. Not as that you, you cared will. about.
3: Oh, exactly. There's there's like no plot, so it's you know, unlike a thing like a Sonic or a Mario or you know, un- even a Metroid to a degree. Although I really want the Metroid show. There's really no risk of ruining a <laughs> the favorite Metroid character. show. Yeah. There's really no risk of ruining a favorite character because there are no favorite characters. You know, other than, like, the two little dudes from 3, Chaka and whatever the other one, Kawamba or whatever. Like, you could include them as, like, cameos, but you'd be creating these characters from scratch, so it would give the writers a lot of liberty to create their own product on Mm -hmm. top of an established brand, which I think would be really cool. So
0: So going back to mine on Metroid, before I toss it off to Justin and Steve, the way I was envisioning it was... Actually, keeping Samus silent. Have you guys ever seen? That would be cool. So I'm thinking of a movie like, um, like Traffic or something. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. It's mm-hmm. an old 70s movie, but like, you know, the main character like literally never talks, and
3: so it's just telling the story kind of,
2: say, a kind of around like, uh, the main character type I of I can see that. Yeah. What, what was it? The Man, the Man Without a Name series, where he barely yep. speaks through the whole thing. Yeah, that could be mm-hmm. really cool. Actually, mm-hmm. I like that. Like I don't know, I don't know if I could go with completely silent protagonists, but certainly protagonists who only speaks when absolutely necessary, I think, would work well for mm-hmm. like yeah. Samus or Link in, yeah. in a in a TV show. Um, sure. All right, so I, in the interest of not being dead last, like I have been all night, oh, good, <laughs> I don't, I don't have here. anything yet. Okay, good. Um, I have three. Okay. Um, and oh, all of them are related, and I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say why I have three and why they would all work. Um, my th- right off the bat, the three I thought of were Red Dead, Grand Theft Auto, L.A. Noire. Yeah. Three Rockstar because they're already movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. And I've been saying this for for months, if not years. Um, Rockstar writes really good stories that don't necessarily mesh well with gameplay but they also make really incredible games so I would love to see like a Grand Theft Auto series where you know you follow a a character or group of characters over the course of a season in a city that's you know got the same tongue in cheek humor and over the top action and stuff like that. And if you really
3: wanted to if you really wanted to borrow from like the stories that already existed, like say you wanted to do like a Grand Theft Auto Five show and just have it be about those characters, I mean they use actual actors in those games, you right? Know? Exactly. So like those characters already One of them look is like in the they're Dead. they look and yeah, exactly they yeah. look and sound like their characters. So you could literally just get them to act in a show and it would be like okay, here we go. We've created the perfect video game show, you know?
2: Like I honestly can't even remember right. that that actor's name because I saw him in the Walking Trevor. Dead. And like, it's yeah. Trevor! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Red, Red Dead would make an amazing... Um, like, I would love to see... Like, do a, a Red Dead a TV series that follows the um, Vanderlyn gang before, you know, Dutch started going insane. You know, show them as the Robin Hood and Merry Men that they were, you know, before Red Dead Redemption 2 started. And yeah. show... His relationship with Cone Wilkinson and all that, like, like flesh that out, but, but, you know, use that storytelling. And La Noir, we need more Noir. Like, we need more detective shows. We need more detective movies. And I would, and you know, you take La Noir, which is already more movie than game anyway, and turn that into it's, it's even episodic. Like, I never finished La Noir, but there was no ongoing plot that I picked up on. It was just kind of a series of events. And even if there was one, it was well, subtle. There was a...
3: There was kind of a season-to-season to season plot, too, that was really cool. Because once you get into, like, the murders, you're solving this one murder over the course of the entire game. And that could be an entire, like, season of the show, you know, is trying to find that murder Because right. that was really satisfying when that story ended, you know? So
2: Right, and you can do something, like, like a lot of these shows do nowadays, where you have... Episodic um, stories, but in the background you get snippets of one big story that lasts through the whole season. Right. Like uh, Criminal Minds has done it, and and Dexter did it, and all that. Like you know, like there's just so much that you could do with Rockstar properties in the format of a of a television show. That I I think it's. It needs to happen. <laughs> give us, give us, sure. give us the uh, open world games, right. and then give us the stories on TV, HBO or something. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. Well, Steve, um, why don't you tell us how Minecraft would be a perfect live action series?
1: I, I strongly considered that for a minute, and they're already making a movie, so that one's out. <laughs>
3: also, um, Lost was a show like 15 years ago.
1: So. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Oh, what actually came to mind? Thank you, Justin, for bringing us back to last week's conversation about cinematic video games. I want to see an original Final Fantasy story. It can have the lore. It can have the crystals. It can have it's the, called light, the spirits and the dark. within. Not well. Yeah, but a good, <laughs> but a good one. <laughs> but, well, that's, yeah, I like <laughs> that. that, that movie. That's <laughs> just it. Is the spirits? The spirits within was obviously highly debated among Final Fantasy fans. But I'm talking. But it was a good movie and a good story.
3: I was a child and I sat down to watch it knowing nothing about it and I was like, what the heck is this garbage? Why is it Final Fantasy? (laughs) I
1: I sat down with an ex girlfriend and watched it with her and fell asleep.
3: And that's why you broke up because you watched (laughs) that movie. Right? Horrible decision. Uh, Never watch it.
1: But I want an original story. Um, similar to what they did with The Mandalorian, bringing it back to Star Wars, where it's a familiar universe. You've got the lore and everything, but it's an original story with original characters. There's not a lot of tie-in um, to any one game in the series. You're not gonna have a cameo from Cloud or Tifa or you know anybody from got... Final Fantasy X. I just want something original. And I want it set not in the modern times of Final Fantasy XV, but more in...
2: Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, six.
1: like Final Fantasy VI, like medieval
2: times. Or Final or Fantasy IV. Like IV would work. More medieval, less... I was actually... Steampunk-y. I was oh, I would I actually, was actually I would kind actually... of
1: thinking like thirteen. I liked the world. I just didn't care for the story. So something futuristic like that. See, I
3: would like a little machinery hmm. style stuff, like um, Crystal Crystal Chronicles, the Crystal Bearers. That uh-huh. game, that was like that was a that was yeah. a yeah. cool Punk. world. Yeah, I would I would get into it. There's not really a steampunk show that I can think of that's like not horrible.
0: So that would be cool.
1: I was gonna say yeah, not not horrible is the qualifier there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fine, I'm gonna tell you one thing about a Final Fantasy movie and/or TV series: if they don't have chocobos, I am not freaking. Oh, they have it, to. Steve. No, no,
1: they that's... have to have crystals. They have to have chocobos. Chocobos. They have they to have muggles.
3: Moogles. Have Moogles. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. key. Gill there's key things that every final. That's
0: that's the that's the core that binds the yeah. games together. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's Maybe material. I'm pretty sure
0: *Spirits Within* did not have a single chocobo.
2: Which is why it failed. Not that I know of. It did have Gaia, though. That's that's a pretty Final Fantasy-ass Final Fantasy thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> sure. Well, all right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the question block. That brings us to the end of the show, guys. So it's time to get out of here, I think. Um, Another good one here for y'all tonight. I hope you all enjoyed it this evening But before we get out of here We're going to make sure that you know where you can find us on our various channels So I'll start don't forget to like literally just go to infended.com. That's all I really care about from you from there you can Join the community tab and join our Discord. Go to Steve's Discord. You can find oh. us on Twitch and YouTube and, you know, all of that fun stuff. And Fender.com is the place to be. So that's where I want you to go right after you hang up this podcast episode. Um, I was going to just well, leave it here and wait for one of y'all to start uh, to as come. We, I, be I, we Lucas. could be here for a while. <laughs> as, <laughs> we're so used
3: to you bossing us around, uh-huh. dude. We don't know. what We're like Pikmin. You're our Olimar. Um, yeah, no, like, as I so shamefully I did. Alf. Okay, you could be Alf. As as I so shamefully did at the beginning no of the show. Cats. I mentioned, um, Steve and I have another podcast <laughs> called Hyper Voice. It is, um, Infendo Radio minus 95% of the silly plus 100% of the nerdy, like, hyper-analytical. It's, nerd. it's straight yeah. up nerd. So if you've been wanting to, like learn pokemon like like beginner level competitive pokemon stuff come come check us out we got what you need and we're your familiar co-hosts on infendo radio so it'll be a good time you're welcome come join us
0: um, I will tell you that I listened to my very first episode of Hyper Voice on speaker.com slash hypervoice and it was a nice. good time that is
3: where you go for that thank you for bringing that up Eugene because I <laughs> forgot to say it um, that is very good and thank you um, but yeah that's the thing other than that um, me personally I have a website chromaticu.com I have not been updating that website much because I've been working on the actual game so you're not going to see much there however I have been feeling sherry So I know I say never to follow me here, but I think right now your best bet to keep up with what I'm doing is um, go on Twitter and follow me at Chromatic Hue. And I know I say that every week, and it's a weird long name, and I'm going to bomb because nobody's going to know how to look it up when it comes (laughs) out. But um, that is spelled C-H-R-O-M-A-T-I-C-H-U-E, Chromatic Hue. So follow me on there and, you know, do what you do. And, yeah, I have a YouTube channel. Again, I haven't been making videos because I've been working on my game. I can only do one thing at a time, apparently, so right now it's that. But that's that's my life.
2: Justin, where can the people find you? (laughs) You can find me playing air piano. Um... (laughs) Those of you not watching the stream, you are now confused. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Infendo Justin. (laughs) You can visit my website at utilidork.com. Um... I have a feeling by the time I get this blog finished, it's going to no longer be relevant, but I do have big things coming up for the website. So follow, um, at Utilidork on Twitter for announcements on that, because I am ready to get the ball rolling on something big.
3: You know, not to turn this into a business conversation, but if you really wanted to supercharge your SEO right now, you could talk about like the controversial reopening of Disney in California. That's
2: actually, actually what um, my blog is about <laughs> um, but the problem is I want to get it out before they reopen because I have a feeling that if I'm speculating on things that they've already got the information out on I'm kind of you know screwed <laughs> behind and the I eight guess ball I know there. what
3: you're then I guess I know then I guess I know what you're doing tonight after the show
2: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah right. probably playing Animal <laughs> crossing. <laughs>
3: Steve, where can the lovely people
1: find you when I'm being Eugene? In Discord. Go to Infendo.com, click on the community page, join the Infendo Discord, and join my personal Discord. I had a lot of new people join my Discord this week. It was all coworkers. I don't care. I had a lot of new people join my Discord this week, and it felt awesome. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at gentus one And if you want to play Minecraft Dungeons, Sky Pharaoh, I'm looking at you. I saw you playing last night. Hit me up. I would love to play with you.
0: Awesome. All righty, righty, righty. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for joining the show. Um, This will be the last reminder on this one, but um, this month we're donating our entire Patreon fundage to... Um, the CDC foundation to help relieve COVID-19. So we will, um, we appreciate you, um, you know, putting your money towards that. Um, lastly, we might
3: as, we might as well, we might as well say we've kind of discussed this privately, you and me, Eugene, but we're planning on at least donating 50% Mm -hmm. of it in the coming months to continue to go to the CDC. So, um... We'll will come up with a final number there as we continue to go, but that's gonna be a thing. So please, if you wanna, mm-hmm. you know, support us and know that a little bit of the money is going back to, you know, a worthier cause, then now's a cool time to get on board and get some bonuses through us. So come check that out. Exactly.
2: Hopefully, we don't have too many yeah, more months of this. Not that, not being greedy, but let's sure. let's uh, stay inside and end this pandemic yeah. as quickly as possible.
3: Well, based on the stuff I read on Facebook and Twitter today, we're gonna be going through this for a while yet. But we'll talk about that. Oh, off- yeah. sure. <laughs> Peace <laughs> we'll, out, we'll bitches. We'll talk about that on <laughs>
2: <Sure>. COVID Radio. <laughs>
0: right all right well and you've heard me say this before too but it's important now as it ever has been make sure that you get out and vote mail-in ballots are available so make sure you apply for one of those but man we need some uh some people in government that know what they're doing (laughs) so let's make sure that that happens please and thank you all right well see you guys later i I guess that's off of my soapbox i'll catch you all next week (laughs) Please stay inside
3: (laughs) for at least another four, maybe five months. Infendo Radio is brought to you by people like you. If you want to be a producer, head over to patreon.com slash infendoradio and sign up at the $10 level. We'd really appreciate it.